All right, welcome to the second edition of Breaking the Trend Sports Society podcast. I'm Adam Stove, and my main man, my co-host, Clay Mitchell. How you doing, buddy? I'm uh, pretty good, man. How are you? All doing great, man. We're going to take a little different approach to this uh, podcast, talk a little bit about what's going on in society here in just a minute, but we want to tell you what's coming up. We're going to have one of the best Perry Central High School basketball players in recent years, and a great guy, Mr. Patrick Mitchell, will be joining us. Uh, I think you know Patrick a little bit, don't you? Well, heck yeah, man. Cousin, you know, I, I love it that he's going to join us today because it means a lot to me. Watching him play is a big part of my week every week in basketball season, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, he has he has a unique passion for basketball that's that's contagious, man. He's, he's first of all, a quality young man, but also he uh, gets after it hard, plays hard, and, and as I said last week on the podcast, he's probably a better person than he is, no offense, a basketball player, and I think that says a lot about him. But um, he's pretty darn good, too. So I'm uh, looking forward to having him on the show. And then uh, we're going to most, – most of the time we're going to spend talking to a former Indiana University basketball player who led uh, Indiana to the championship game in 2002. And that is the wonderful and talented A.J. Moye will be joining us uh, later on in the show. So, Clay, what have you been up to this week, man? Well, you know, um, I've definitely been following how our podcast has gone because I was pretty excited about that. And, you know, just working and figuring everything out for getting a summer job and stuff like that. What have you been doing? Yeah, I've been trying. You know me, I'm always trying to recruit people for a podcast. Yeah, we, we started up uh, travel baseball practice this week and heading down to Nashville um, this well this weekend and, and going to have some, have some fun doing that. And like I said, I'm just excited about the opportunity to get back on the field, watching, watching Braden play and seeing some of our guys in our area play. And just like I said, Getting getting a huge huge uh, ability to get back on the field really means a lot to me. So, uh, have you been following the news, Clay, about what's been going on throughout the country? It's hard to it's hard to miss, isn't it? Yeah, it is, man. It's crazy. Yeah, um, I was just going to ask you a couple questions about that. I was, uh, what do you think about the whole uh, situation going on right now? Well, depends on which part you're talking about, because I mean, there's a huge virus that was going around and all of that, and now there's protesters in the streets. So, I mean, the world's kind of just burning right now, you know. A lot of things going wrong all at once. Yeah, and I, and I think that sometimes we lose perspective and, 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 and t- sometimes take things for granted. But to me, what we got to do is, man, we got to – I just it's hard for me to watch violence happen anywhere, and, and I hope that things can settle down and we can start treating every single person as a person with dignity, respect, and the humanity that they deserve regardless of any racial um, you know, background or any ethnic background, people deserve to be treated like humans and as quality people. And I think it's very unfortunate what's going on, but hopefully we can move forward together as a society and try to learn from um, a horrible, horrible tragedy and hopefully become, you know, closer knit as a society and, and try to again, kind of re-harness the American spirit. So um, that's what I hope, man. Does that sound like a good goal to you? That definitely sounds like a good goal. I feel like that's a thing that society needs right now is togetherness because we're fighting a virus as a country, and now we're fighting racial problems as a country. And though things have gotten bad, it's also bringing people together in peaceful peaceful protests. I've seen yeah. something on the news lately about a sheriff who was marching with people because they they just asked him to, and he went with them. I think it was really powerful that yeah. we're seeing people coming together in this time of great need. Yeah, you know, I just saw a video uh, in the last, I would say, two months of uh, 
of a police officer who goes downtown and some, some guys are playing. It's not necessarily, it was just an inner city um, uh, portion of, I mean, I think it's maybe somewhere in Florida, to be honest with you. And, uh, and the sheriff comes down and, and, and talks to the guys a little bit while they're playing basketball and asks them to like, you know, play, play basketball. You know, he likes basketball and he kind of t- talks with them a little bit. And then a little bit later on, they show a video of all these police officers pulling up. And, and this is really cool, man. This is where sports can bring people together. All the policemen come out together and they play a kind of a pickup game with these kids um, at this, you know, just like street hoop at the end of the, at the end of the street. And little behold, did anybody know that inside the police car was Shaquille O'Neal happened to be with them. And so it was an awesome experience to see Shaquille O'Neal and some policemen playing with some uh, kids in the inner city in Florida, just playing a pickup basketball game. Um, to me, I think that's what our, our, our future of our country needs. So, all right. So Clay, what are you most excited about coming up, man, uh, on, on the show today? I mean, I'd be lying if I said that the Patrick Mitchell interview is the one I'm most excited for, but I'm pretty excited for that one too. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to talking to AJ and, and what he's doing now. And, and like I said, he was not – him and Patrick are very similar in, in, in two senses. One, Patrick, you know, sometimes he, he'll, he'll drop 20 on you, and then sometimes he may only score six or eight, but you're like, man, he was all over the place, had a monster game, and like maybe 10 rebounds, 12 assists, uh, makes all the hustle plays. And that's why I told AJ on the phone uh, just recently, I said, AJ, you may not have been the best scorer. I think his career average was like 10 points a game. But, man, he seemed to make every single play that mattered in a big game. And I think Patrick brings that to the table, that hustleness, that that crazy competitive spirit. And, and uh, that's definitely something that A.J. was uh, known for um, and also being, you know, a fan favorite amongst uh, my generation when, when A.J. played. So I'm looking forward to talking to them both and kind of seeing how they got to where they are today and kind of how they view the game of basketball and maybe how they view the game of the future. So, um Kind of excited about it, man. It's gonna be an it's gonna be an awesome experience. Uh, what are you most excited about asking Patrick yourself? Um, I kind of want to get his take on the season to come this year. How they feel about well, you know, chances for a sectional win yeah. and get a get Coach Carter. I think that'd be the third one in the two thousands, and I think it'd be a really good thing to hear about his take on how he thinks the season's gonna go. Yeah, man, when you have your whole starting five potentially coming back next year and to have a, as well good of a season as they had last year and to get the, the chance to work on it, I'm excited about it. I, I'm really excited also about asking AJ what he thinks that what the state of IU basketball currently is and, and what's his opinion on what IU needs to do in the future to kind of regenerate and, and, and get to the top uh, because we all know that IU basketball in this area is beloved, but it also – IU basketball is a national brand and brings a lot of stuff with it and, and – so I think that, you know, once IU can get back to that national level, um, fans will be drawn into more. And I just kind of see what he takes on it as a coach and a player, what he thinks it's going to take to get back, you know, IU back to that level. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely – I mean, being an IU fan myself, I know it can be a love-hate relationship sometimes, you know, the way things go. And then, you know, you just kind of get mad about some kind of stupid play or something that happens and you just kind of wonder what's going on with the coaching. But in the end, you know, it's a it's a thing that we got to remember. We got to think about the future of IU basketball. You know, we got to think about what's going to be going on in the future about it. We need to wonder what's going on with the, you know, players. And we need to – I'm basically just talking nonsense right now. <laughs> no, you anyway. do fine. Yeah, you do fine. What, what I would tell you to me, 
if you look at the most successful college basketball programs, it's really, really simple what they do. There's two key factors. They have a coach that is a wonderful and amazing recruiter, first of all, and they keep their best players in state. And I think when we have those two formulas, instead of, you know, I think we were very successful to have Romeo Langford stay at IU, but when we can get uh, the, the best players in Indiana to stay in Indiana and not go to the North Carolinas, not go to the Dukes, the Kansases, the Kentuckys, that's when IU basketball is going to return to be successful, in my opinion. And I think um, they're off to a really, really good start. When the best player in the state of Indiana uh, as a junior last year might have been Christian Lander from Evansville Wrights High School. And where's he going? He's going to IU like he should. So, yeah, we'll – We'll talk. We'll touch more on that with AJ. And uh, up next is going to be Patrick Mitchell. So if you hold on just a few seconds, we'll get Patrick on the horn and we'll uh, talk to Patrick. So uh, just give us a second here. Uh, got anything you want to add about what we talked about earlier? Um, yeah. So you know, I think I'm really excited to uh, interview Mr. Patrick because you know, as I said, he's my cousin. He's been a big part of my week every week that I go and watch Perry Central basketball. So I'm pretty excited to get to hear from him and his take on everything. Yeah, well, while we're waiting for him here in just a second, I'll, I'll tell you something. They, they achieved really a, an awesome season last year. They they beat South Spencer, who was, you know, ranked in the top, uh, I think, 10 at the time. They made a run at the sectional championship, falling a little bit short to uh, Crawford County. I think we got Patrick on the line. Clay, you want to introduce Patrick now? Yeah, here we have Mr. Patrick Mitchell. He's volunteered his time to come talk to us about basketball, Perry Central basketball, and how he thinks that we're going to be doing this year. So how are you doing, Patrick? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we're doing pretty good, man. So we got a few questions for you. Is that all right? Oh, yeah, that's great. So what are you doing in this off season to train for this upcoming season that will be coming up? Well, um, um, I'm glad you asked that. Um that's something like I've I've really like put an emphasis emphasis on is um really trying to get better and improve myself um for next year. Well, one thing I've been shooting every day um and I've started lifting over the summer and that's something I haven't done to try to um, improve my body and my strength that way. Next season, I um hopefully I've battled like some like minor injuries the past few seasons. Hopefully, I can be full health like by next um season been going to physical therapy too to really um strengthen my body so I can like be the best version of myself next year yeah that sounds good Patrick I think that's awesome that you're doing a great job of getting in conditioning and getting ready and and, you know based off last year's team um, I'm going to go ahead and say something that you're probably going to hear a lot coming into the year that is probably that you guys on paper are probably the sectional favorite what do you think your team's chances are of winning a sectional this year um I think I think they're I think they're really good. Um, I think they're better than last year. Um, we have a lot of um, experience coming into next season. We have um, we um, we started five juniors last year, and um, we started three sophomores the year before. So we we have a lot of experience that a lot of other teams aren't going to have as much of, especially in our sectional, um, who was um, there was a, like Crawford County. They had a lot of seniors some seniors that were really good to help them win. But I feel like our experience will definitely um, help, like, be the leading factor in helping us um, get a sectional. And I feel like that is definitely going to give us a good advantage. But it's still going to be tough, and we're still going to have to fight pretty hard to win it. Gotcha. Thanks. 
So what do you think that, so you said you had a lot of experience and, you know, I completely agree with that. Having that many people coming back. I mean, how many seniors do we have this year again? Uh, I, if everyone returns, I believe we will have eight seniors, which is a bunch. We have eight seniors and, you know, you're one of the three people on that team that is a three-year varsity starter. So how do you think that that's going to help you this out this year? Um, like, um, I'd say like nerves and because my third year, ner- like last year, my nerves, I didn't get like super nervous as much because I'd, I've been used to it. So I feel like just being cool and calm and collected is definitely an advantage. And being able to think and process stuff easier because I've been there before is definitely a major advantage. I love what you said in that last sentence there. What you said, when you have experience, you process things quicker and easier and kind of more efficiently. To me, that's the huge benefit of having um, played in those high-pressure, high-stake high situations is you have a just that experience, that factor of knowing what it feels like to be there, knowing what it takes to prepare for that day. And I think that's going to – I think you guys are going to have a tremendous season next year. But I also think you're going to have a tremendous chance to win a sectional championship because of that high-level pressure you've already faced. So, one of the things I love about Perry Central, man, is that they love sports. And uh, what are you – I want to get your thoughts on playing on a new – that new basketball court they just put in. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's awesome. I, I'm so excited to step on there. Even, like, just to play, like, open gyms and stuff because we can't really do that right now. But – yeah. I'm just I'm so so excited to step on that court and it almost feels like just a new a whole new like it almost feels like a new gym because of everything yeah. they've done to it. It doesn't even yeah. feel, like have the same feel and I feel like the atmosphere coming into the first game and everything as like excited as people are to see us next year is just going to be completely insane and to start off with the rivalry game. Um I feel yeah. like the energy in that gym is going to be through the roof and it's going to be a, an amazing, amazing opportunity to be able to play next year for Prairie Central. Thank you. I completely agree with that. I think that it's going to be electrifying walking into that gym just as a spectator, and I can see it being way like times 10 for the players, you know, coming into that gym, brand-new gym, getting to be the first team to play on it, or theoretically the first team to play on it, you know. And whenever – so, you know – I understand the electric part of the gym and stuff like that. So do you think that you're going to be able to go up to college and play in bigger gyms than that? Do you have any college dreams like that? Oh, well, for sure. Anyone who really plays a sport in high school has dreams and aspirations of playing college. So, of course, I, I'd love to – that'd be um, something I would love to do. And um, if the opportunity were to arise, I, I think I'd hop on it because that is just – it's a dream. And – it I don't know how to like you understand that it would just even for you that just playing college sports would be another four years to do what you love is would be something anyone would want you know yeah I, I could agree with you more as a, as a coach myself I think when um, sports come back around during this COVID nineteen crisis we've all kind of taken things for granted sometimes. We've taken the opportunity to get back on the baseball field for granted. We've taken as well as the basketball court and on the football field. And I think when we're welcomed back with open arms and things go back to the way it was before, I think the atmospheres are going to become way more electric than, than they have before because people will start appreciating that chance to compete against each other and watch you guys play, you know, with more passion and energy than they ever have before. So, uh, you know, I think 
Perry Central has a rich basketball tradition. You've had a lot of great players, a lot of winning teams, a lot of a lot of championships. But what would winning a sectional mean to Patrick Mitchell? It it mean the world. It being able to playing for that program for like as long as I've played there has has meant all has meant everything and it um I've I've enjoyed every moment of it and if I could just bring a little bit of that to my community and um and just give a little back to everything they've given me it just it'd be it'd be amazing awesome thank you you know that's that's a really well put statement right there i think that that speaks mountains on your character to just want to give back to your community because that's true they have given a lot you know we just got a new basketball court for goodness sakes and if you guys go out there and win one to give back to them then that'd be amazing like i know i'm excited for the next season after hearing that um so you know you got a lot of people watching you in the stands you got a lot of kids that play under you you know they play elementary they play our little superstars and future stars so what are your comments to younger players that watch you play and you know they they kind of see Patrick Mitchell on the basketball court. What are your comments to get them to go to where you are? Um, just, just keep working hard and um, never, never take the easy way out of stuff. Um, always, always push yourself to be the best person on and off the court. Um, because being a Commodore is more than just like hopping on, putting the Jersey on and playing. It's, um, it's having sportsmanship and um, treating others the way you want to be treated. And, and I just hope that, um, they try to follow the example I've tried to set and just be decent people like on the court and be someone who their competitors think, man, he was good, but he was also a good person too. Well, from my experience, I think you're a little more humble than you need to be. I think you're a great person and a great representative of what being a Commodore is all about. And if I had to pick a few role models from the school to emulate, man, I'm telling you, it would be, um, would definitely be you and clay and some other ones that do things the right way when, when, even when no one's looking, you know, cause I think that's the, the ultimate test to a young man is and a young person is, can you do all the things? Yes. Can you do all the things well and, and do it the right way when people aren't looking? And sometimes, you know, that doesn't happen, unfortunately. So this is kind of a similar question to what you just had, but when you look back on your career at Perry central, what are a, a couple of things that you want people to say about Patrick Mitchell? Um, that's a good question. Um, I haven't really thought of that before. Um, but I feel like down the road when people look back and they look at our team and the years I played, I feel like they, I'd want to be remembered as not only a good competitor, but yeah, as a good, like, as a good person who, um, tried to encourage others and, um, who, who did things the right way. He didn't take shortcuts and he didn't, um, he, uh, yeah, he he just he did stuff the right way and he and he won. Yeah, good. I hundred percent agree with that because we see that you bust your butt every day in the court. I mean, having practiced with you back in the days that I played, I know that you worked hard every practice. You'd run your sprints hard. You'd do your best to be the first person down the floor, and if the ball was on the ground, you'd dive for it. So I think that that's a perfect way to describe it. I got one more question before Clay kind of wraps this up for you. Patrick, if you could uh, tell us uh, a little what, – what do you think of uh, Clay's uh, ability to play football? Um, like uh, – how, 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 What's he good at on the football field? Clay? 
Yeah, I feel like he's a good leader. Um, he's yeah. always he's always he does the little things, you know. And in sports, the little things are probably more just as important as the big things because if you don't have someone to get in there and do the dirty work, and that's in anything, yeah. if there's not if there's you there's always a person on the team who does the little things and my dad likes to call it the glue guy and the glue guys yeah. are so important to a team's success because someone that gets in there and does the little things means the world may they don't maybe not get recognized for like the big accomplishments yeah. but they're there grinding and putting all their hard work into stuff and that's how i feel clay clay does it and a lot yeah. of the line does it is they they really put a lot yeah. of work into do the little things that really help the team out yeah, they're definitely unheritable uh, stars on the team. And one thing I love about Clay before you wrap up is that Clay has a passion just to win. He doesn't care if Clay Mitchell scores six touchdowns or Will Mogan scores six touchdowns or or Cameron Bland scores six touchdowns. He just wants to win, man. And I think that's a great, great thing. He he doesn't have to be in the limelight. So Clay, I'll let you wrap it up here. If I'm scoring six touchdowns, something's going completely wrong. <laughs> so. Patrick, I want to thank you for your time. It's been a very – it's been a pleasure to interview you, and we're excited to see how you're going to do this season. I want to say good luck to you, and thank you for everything. Oh, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. I, I really enjoyed it, and I hope that um, you all have a wonderful day. Yeah, we all will, right, man. you we're, too, man. We're going to have a wonderful day. We got to hear from you, and then we get to hear from – in just a few moments, uh, when it gets on the horn here in just a second, we get to hear from IU former IU basketball star A.J. Moye. So he'll be joining us in just a second. Uh, the two-time player of the year in uh, at Westlake High School his junior or senior year. And uh, luckily for us, he's on the horn, and he also chose Indiana as a destination. So we're excited to have you, AJ. Excited to be here, man. Excited to be here. Always love uh, coming back and, and talking with uh, my fellow Hoosiers and my fellow Hoosier fans. I, I love them. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Clay, you got a question for, uh, for AJ? Yes, sir. So – uh, we were wondering how you would describe playing for Coach Bob Knight. <laughs> Man, I, I I think I say that's one of the greatest uh, thrills that, that I've ever known and I ever had. But he, he's spontaneous, he's witty, you know, he's charming, and he can um he can uh he just knows what buttons to push. You know, he, he I remember when he was telling me about uh coming to Indiana. He said uh you know he said. To me, coaching the team is kind of like building a car. It's like, you know, you need a guy to be the wheels. You need a guy to be the engine. You need a guy to be, you know, and he named all these parts, you know. And then so, uh, you know, I loved his views on everything, you know. So he, he's a very, uh, just a very smart basketball man. Yeah, some, something we talked about, AJ, is, is kind, of, kind of getting players from out of state and keeping them in state. Uh, obviously, you're from Atlanta, Georgia. What drew you to IU? Man, the, what drew me to IU was this. Uh, Coach Knight said, uh, like, he was going to recruit my, my friend Jeff Newton. He was a year before me. And uh, yeah. when when Coach Knight actually went to his house, I was there <laughs> at his visit. <laughs> I was there. So, uh, like, uh, I so I knew Coach Knight for a while. And uh, once he got Jeff Newton, then I was pretty much going to go because Jeff Newton's like my brother and we grew up together. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. It was like that. Yeah, and he was an awesome player as well. Mm-hmm. One of the more, more famous games that you know I remember in IU history is the Duke game. 
um, that year on your on your run to the NCAA uh, championship game. And uh, it seems like, man, you were like a man possessed that day. You were making big shots. You had key blocks, key rebounds, like like playing like a man on fire. I, I'm joking, of course. But uh, <laughs> what looking but looking back on your career, what does that specific game mean to you? Well, it means the world to me because uh, me and Jerry, we both got recruited by there, you know. And uh, yeah. J.J. went down to the wire with his decision with Indiana and Duke, you know. So, uh, we, we we both were recruited by there. We both uh, wanted to, to, to beat them just to show them that, hey, we're good enough and we and we, and we we made the right decision. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun, that game against Duke, you know, because, I mean, what, what kid uh, never grew up uh, – um, wanted wanting to play at both of those institutions. I feel, yeah. and uh, my thing yeah. was that uh, you know, I, I still got my handwritten letter from Coach K to this day. I still got it. Oh, you know, so, that's awesome. That's so cool. it's like uh, you know, it was a it was a thing. You know, Duke was very big at that moment. They were the number one team in the country. I think they had like six NBA players on their team. So oh, it, yeah. it was somewhere we, we wanted to beat them, and it felt. Excellent, you know, just walking off the court with that dog. Yeah, Clay, I think you had a question for Adrian. Yeah, so, I mean, you've always been a fan favorite at IU, and my dad can attest to that. He loved watching you play. Mm-hmm. And so, how would you describe your game whenever you played at IU and professionally overseas? Well, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so, my game at IU was very different um, from um, how it was in high school. I think, um, See, the thing I loved about Coach Knight, he had this uh, free-flowing motion offense, right? And it was basically a thing where – a scenario where you stayed 15 feet from the, from your your teammates and, and you moved and you cut and you played with the ball, without the ball. And um, that was more free-flowing. That was more for me. And then uh, when I got to IU and then that whole thing transpired uh, – with Mike Davis, I had to relearn certain things. And, you know, Mike Davis was a hell of a defender. He was a great defender at Alabama. So defense was his calling card. So I got with Dane Fife quick, and, and, and Dane kind of gave me the brief uh, tutorial on how to really play defense so I could get out there on the floor. But uh, so at IU, I played – the interesting thing, I played a lot of two, a lot of three, and then I played some four towards the end of my career because, uh, you know – you know, I don't want to call out any of our big men, but coach is like, you, you probably rebound better than all of them, man. You play better post defense. He's like, you mind playing the four for us? And then he's like, I, I take it easier on you, you know, on some practice days, you know, because cause I was like, coach, like, in the Big Ten, I was like, that, that's murder. Like, you're seven feet, seven feet, 250, 6'10, 240. And I had to go against that all the time. Yeah, I got a kind of a IU question now. Do you think IU basketball is headed in the current in a current good direction, or in, in if, if if you do, what else could they do to kind of improve the quality of play? Uh, I, I I love the direction they're headed in. You know, Archie's actually a, a great friend of mine. Uh, talked with several of the coaches. I, I talked with several of the coaches. They're recruiting a couple kids that I uh, that I trained. You know, Sky Clark. He's cool. one of the top twenty. Uh, juniors yeah. in the country, well, rising juniors in the country, and he's uh, getting recruited heavily by IU. So he he loves it. He's got IU like in his top two now. So he, oh, oh, that's cool. he's really he's really loving IU. But uh, yeah, all I'm doing is just uh, 
you know, I'm just working with kids. I, I love the yeah. coaching staff. Uh, yeah. I love the direction we're headed in, man. I love Christian. Yeah. Christian's a great point yeah. guard. He's coming in. I love this recruiting class. This recruiting class we yeah. just got, and we pair them yeah. with the players we have returning. I, I, yeah. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind I use going to be one of the top 15 schools in the country awesome. when, when it's all said and done, probably about March next year. Yeah, actually, we're kind of about an hour away from where Christian Lander goes to high school. How would you, how would you describe Christian as a player that now that you've kind of got to see him play, kind of see what he's going to bring down? He's to you? a cross between Derrick Rose and De'Aaron Fox, and I hate to put such high praise on the young man. Oh wow! But that's what he is. He's Derrick Rose and De'Aaron Fox, but but he's 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 all of that, but he grew up in Indiana, so you know his yeah. what his his uh. His uh his level of intellect and his level of feel for the game quite naturally yeah. is on another yeah. level because the kid grew up in, yeah. in basketball, you know, heavy, you know, like I always That's say right. in, in 49 <laughs> other states is basketball, but this is Indiana. So That's he right. knows how to play forwards and backwards. And that's why I love the recruiting class we have next year because we got a lot yeah. of great Indiana kids. And that's what Indiana yeah. should always be about. It should have some Indiana kids on there. And then you mix them yeah. in with uh, players from all about. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you said that, man. That's something we talked about prior to uh, kind of prior to recording this with you is, is one thing is the importance of keeping those recruits that are IU guys in state, you know, just keeping all those Hoosiers back home and bringing that back to Indiana is just such a huge part of our success. So I think Clay has a follow-up question for you. Yeah, so as you said, you love working with the kids and developing their game. And in your work as a coach, what do you think one or two things that a young player should learn about the game of basketball very early in their careers? Well, very early in your career, I feel that when you're shooting a basketball right and you go to flip it, when you go to flip your wrist, you always want to point your wrist down and you want to point your wrist towards the back of the rim. Like always see the back of the rim the two middle brackets. So wherever you're at, the two middle brackets, see that and leave your follow through up until the ball goes through the net. Uh, the next thing I would say that's very important is learning how to handle the basketball. And, and then the next thing that I say that's very important is, is, is being a great defender, but also learning how to play without the ball. So I'd say three things. I say shooting, right? Having the proper shooting technique, I'd say the number two is handling the basketball, but I'd say number three is learning how to move without the basketball, how to cut, screen, pass, right? And, and number four would be defense. Those those would be my four keys. No, those are that is excellent because because it's not all about having the ball in your hands. I like that. Um, I know as a as a as a coach yourself now and a former player of the NCAA tournament was a big part of your life. And unfortunately, you know, we didn't get to see that this year. How do you think that would have uh, would affected you when you were a player, and and today as well as you? Oh, uh, it affected me greatly. I mean, that's the that's the purpose. Yeah. Uh, every day when I was at IU, I trained with the sole mission in mind to win a national championship. Every single day, I, yeah. like I probably trained two, three times a day. I'm in the gym. Yeah. I'm shooting on one end, and it's the Big Ten titles in. And that is that's yeah. probably 25 to 30 Big Ten titles. And then I'm shooting on the other end, and it's five national championships. And, and, and <laughs> during that some point during my workout, usually at the end, but sometimes in the middle, I would just stop and stare at the championships. And I just, 
you know, envision. I wouldn't even dream I would envision, yeah. you yeah. know, putting the championship up there with me. And so it, it's great. It's yeah. a great feeling to know you left something in the gym. Like, I love going back and seeing my block on Carlos Boozer, like, right before you go down the <laughs> stairs. I love big time. Big yeah, time. I love going back and seeing the, the <laughs> national championship uh, runner-up trophy in the case. I love going back and seeing uh, my, our team on the wall. You know, I, I love going in the gym and seeing that our Big Ten title being up there. So, you know, you want to leave something um, that the fans can remember you by. But, you know, the thing that it, it haunts me to this day, I still – I still I, – I thought in my heart I'd win at least two national championships. That's, that's how yeah. I am. I just, yeah. But every year I play, yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to win the national championship. If not, what was yeah. the point of playing? Like, that's my team. Yeah. Yeah. If you're right. not trying to win it all, then you shouldn't even be doing it. That's right. That's that kind of actually you kind of you may have answered this question, but that was my next question is, you know, you've had a wonderful you, know, you had a wonderful career at IU and get to work with young kids. And and, uh, you know, we're sitting here in IU country here with A.J. Boye. And uh, how would you how do you want IU fans to remember you as a player for IU? Well, man, I just hope they would remember me. And I think they do remember me as being a guy who left everything he had on the floor. Every single time I played, I played for uh People who are less fortunate, right? Like I played yeah, for yeah. the people that are, you know, the people that are less fortunate and the people that may have never ran in their lives, the people that may have never walked in their lives, the people that have afflictions where they can't do things that uh, a, a, a normal person would do. And I also played yeah. for the people of Indiana. I want, I represented that state and I wanted to, 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 yeah. to give a proper representation of, of what it was to be from Indiana, in which for me that means to be a hardworking, uh, be a humble, yeah. uh, be a kind individual, yeah. and be someone that will give everything they have until the very last drop. And so that's all I tried to embody, and that's all I tried to do every time I played. I was just trying to win, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think – those of you who were lucky enough to see you play when you did play at IU were, were, were always very appreciative of the fact that you went all out all the time. And like I said, I think everybody does remember you that way because there wasn't a harder worker, a hustler. It seemed like all the loose balls you were chasing down yeah. and going after. Um, and that's a tremendous, uh, you know, uh, it just says a lot of tremendous things about you as a person and your character. So um, we're going to ask you a question here to kind of end up here. Our broadcast is actually um, uh, called – breaking the trend sports and society like i said if you want to comment on this you can and if not we understand yeah. too with all the stuff going and kind of going on in the world today is there anything you'd like to say to kind of the people out there just kind of hear what aj Moya thinks about what's going on in our society well i mean what's going on in the society 2020 has been a tough year you know because uh yeah you know chris Beatty that used to play at iu play football for iu he just passed uh, last yeah. week and that's one of my close yeah. friends that was tough yeah, uh the toughest thing for me, you know, I, I worked out at Mamba Sports Academy. So I worked for Kobe. Yeah. You know, I, tra I trained yeah. his daughter. Uh, I helped train his daughter's team. So yeah. that, that, yeah. that's, that's still surreal for me. It's still very hard for yeah. me to accept. Yeah. I'm still having trouble dealing with it. I still lose sleep on that many nights. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, this coronavirus epidemic, man, I, I've had people close to me. Um, die. I've had people close to me uh, get 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 this virus, right? 
And so it's it's very real and uh it's just a sad, sad epidemic. Uh the the people um who have lost their jobs, you know what I mean, and, and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Man, it's it's so it's so heart wrenching and very tough to deal with. Yeah. And then now with uh uh you know, this uh the whole thing with uh George Floyd, man, it's, it's very yeah. troubling yeah. and upsetting. But yeah. I, I really yeah. feel that I really feel that something great is going to come out of it. You know, yeah. I really yeah. feel that if, yeah. if as yeah. long as you can look at yourself and, it, and this is for anyone, man, you know, black, white, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I don't yeah. want to get into all of that. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I just, yeah. it's just, it's, it, it, it really is sad to me and it yeah. really troubles yeah. me and it bothers me that some people, just can't um, seem to let go because my my only thing was this, and I've I've shared this with people before. I've never yeah. met a person who said, "Dear God, make me an Anglo-Saxon. Dear God, make me yeah. make me Jewish. Dear yeah. God, make yeah. me Indian. Yeah. Dear God, make me." You know, you're born what you are, and whatever you're born, yeah, that's beautiful, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yep, and and, and yep. let's live our lives and, and just be. Uh, good people, you know. I was I was raised in the church, so I live by the golden yeah. rule. I treat people how I seek to be yeah. treated, and um, and that's how that's who I am, and that's how I am. And I really feel that this whole thing, um, you know, I I I I I, I and I really do, you know. I of course, you know, everything like everything in the world matters to me dearly, and I really wish that uh. I just pray that the proper protocol is put in play. I pray that the people uh, involved in in uh, that horrible uh, that horrible lynching or whatever that was, you know, I pray yeah, that yeah. they they get what you know should be coming to them. But I just I, I just really pray for our country, and and, I, yeah. and, I, and then I then I do hold out hope that everything is going to resolve itself and be better than what yeah. it was before. Yeah. And then we... Hey, what's going on, Clay Mitchell? You doing all right, buddy? Yes, sir. Hey, yeah, we just had AJ Boye on the horn. I thought that interview went really, really well. Uh, a lot of insight onto what IU basketball is currently doing and kind of what he's, what, he, what he's been up to and then also how he thinks IU is going to do in the future. Uh, what did you, you learn after talking to him? Um, I learned that AJ Moye as a person, not just as a celebrity, not just as a basketball player. It's a good man. Just by talking to him about how he sees things going on in the world, how he sees things going on in basketball, especially IU basketball. And I just think that he's a really good person inside the sport, outside of sports, and all around. Yeah, I was really impressed with his uh, cur- the knowledge of the current IU basketball situation. As a former player, You know, he hasn't played since 2002, man. And, and so – I was impressed with how much he keeps up with the program, and I, you know, I, I knew that he had a relationship with Kobe Bryant, and I do. I didn't know that he trained his daughter, and I thought that was really, really cool to talk to him about that and how he's still feeling that um, that that's affected him just as much, if not more, than uh, all the things that are going on in society. And he had a lot of good messages to say for all those things that are currently going on in society. So, uh, what do you think about all that, Clay? I mean, I think he gave a great answer to that to what's going on in society that. Instead of like just talking about how I mean this huge virus that's going around, instead of just 
focusing on the bad. He talked about before that personal problems that he was having, like the death of an IU football player and the death of Kobe Bryant. He talked about what was affecting him personally before he talked about was talking like what was affecting the whole world. Yeah, as someone who is a lifelong IU basketball fan and somebody who's been around that, you know, growing up in Indiana, one of the things that was different is you don't hear many players that are younger or former players talk about IU with such luster and, and still respect the program, respect the process, and respect the current coach and, and look forward to things, you know, being very, very optimistic about the way things are going to be headed. And I think that was a message that IU fans hopefully will enjoy. So up next 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 week we'll have uh, Wes Camahorn from Perry Central High School talking a little bit of baseball. And then uh, I'm pretty confident that uh, Todd Frazier is going to invite you himself to the podcast. We're going to release a little video he made on Monday afternoon for all of you to kind of – to kind of see that and, and invite you to listen to the podcast. So you excited about talking to Wes and uh, Todd? What are you gonna? What do you look forward to talking to Wes about? Um, mostly just talking about. I mean, Wes being one of my players, you know, talking to him yeah. about how the baseball season would have gone this year and how he thinks it'll go next year for his senior year coming back. Yeah, we should. We should. Uh, I know. As, as we call you, we call you. You know, you are one of the official coaches of the team, Coach Mitchell here. So. Uh, we're excited to have you back on staff and uh, may have a position, you know, for you if, if things go well the off season. You uh, you do a good job of uh, keeping up with your duties. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to uh, look forward to talking to Wes about what he's doing this summer, trying to get better, and also just the, the season that would have been. And, uh, and and Todd Frazier is a class act guy. I've talked to him numerous times through Zoom and other things. And so he's been really, really excited to join us. So I know he'll have a lot of things saying about his days in the Reds and then looking forward to uh, his current team, which is the Texas Rangers. So, Stow out. See y'all.